Welcome to another episode, another impromptu episode of Conversations of the Way. I realized that um, for the last episode, the cost of following him, um, it was a long episode. And I hope it came across in the right way. I did mention that there is a cost, just just a cost for everything, right? But I also said that his yoke is light. But I think it's it's also good if I describe the blessings as well that comes from following him. It's not this painful thing. It's not it shouldn't be that way. It's not like, oh man, yeah, yeah I gotta follow him, but there's all this burden and you know so difficult and no, what if we call him our father or Abba or God and we said that he is all loving, um, cares for us. Even the scripture says, right? Uh, Jesus said, you know, what good father will give his, his son a stone when he wants a fish, right? And that's really God speaking too. So, of course not. He wants to give us good things in our life. But, you know, we got to take responsibility of those things. Again, he's not a genie in the bottle. You, you, don't, you don't rub the lamp and he comes out and just gives you wishes, no, there's, there's mutual agreement. There's this covenant that we have made with him, right? So I don't want to leave you thinking that it's painful and all oh, these horrible things. No, I hope it didn't come across that way. It, it is a blessing and there's this freedom that it's hard to explain when you follow his ways. You may feel in the flesh, you may feel restrained because your flesh wants to do those things that are not good, that are sinful. Those sinful things brings curses into your life. But when you do his, his, his things, his instructions, blessings will come into your life. And we're going to read that off. We're going we're gonna to read through those things. Let's see. So this is in Deuteronomy 28. And this is talking to his people, to all of us who have decided to make a covenant with him. Just like Israel at that time made a covenant with him, we also make a covenant with him through Jesus, right? And maybe we'll touch up the through Jesus part in a little bit. So here's the blessings that we receive when we are obedient to him, when we follow his instructions, right? Just just think of God like a good earthly father. Some of you may not have good earthly fathers or had earthly good earthly fathers. So it's kind of hard to relate. And that is a societal problem that we have for sure. But imagine... If you didn't have a good father, imagine a good father. Thankfully, I had a good father, so I know. My, my dad, you know, wanted me to be, be obedient to his ways. Same as my mom. Because he wa- they wanted me to live a good life. And they knew that if I followed their instructions, life was going to be easier. So when they told me, hey, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, don't do those things. It was for my own good. And God does the same things to his people. So... Let's go through Deuteronomy 28. It's titled Blessings for Obedience. It says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Father your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. Now, you got to listen closely to everything he's saying. High above all the nations on earth. Incredible. 
Verse 2, all these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your wound will be blessed. In other words, your children. And the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Now, we don't live in an agricultural society like we did before, but you can still relate to that. When he says he'll bless, he'll bless the crop of your lands, the young of your livestock, and all these other things. In other words, your finances, right? He'll bless your finances. Verse 5, your basket and your kneading throw will be blessed. Okay, you'll have plenty to eat. Verse 6, you'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out, when you travel in and out. Verse 7, the Lord will grant the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. Now you may say, Carlos, I don't have any enemies. Yes, you do. The world is your enemy. Okay. I didn't, I'm not saying specific people. I'm just talking about the world as a whole. It's your enemy. And he will deliver you from them. Okay. Verse eight. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you, establish you as his holy people, set apart people, and he promised you an oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, then all the people on earth will see, all the people on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. And the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of the wound, the young of your livestock and the crops of your ground, and the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Pause. Abundant prosperity. Now, sadly, there's some churches that have taken this, or ministry have taken this whole prosperity gospel to an extreme. Look, there's a price to pay. You can't just be disobedient and and follow bad theology and you know go after your own ways and expect to be to prosper. It may seem like people are prospering, but eventually they will not. Okay, so yes, he wants to prosper. You, what good father doesn't want his children to prosper? God is no different. Okay, but you have to be obedient. Verse twelve, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounties, and send rain on your lands and seasons, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. Pause. That's a good thing, right? Because when we borrow, we be, we become slave to the one who lends. Right? We become slaves to them. We can't get away. So we definitely don't want to borrow from anyone. If anything, we want to lend to others. 13. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Right? It's very clear. Don't follow anybody else. Don't serve any other gods. Don't don't make anybody else your master. You can't serve you can't serve two masters. And you're gonna be the head, not the tail. We know what's back in the tail, right? Imagination. And we want to be at the top, not at the bottom. What's at the bottom? We've been there before. Don't want to be there either. So all these good blessings come to our life. Prosperity, you know, uh, abundant everything. Our children will be blessed. 
you know, our enemies will be subdued to us, you know, all these great things. And so there's great things to come at it. So when you read this, maybe it seems weird to read it because we don't live with livestock and, and, you know, we're not like hurting for rain, right? And all these other things, but you have to think about it in, in, in today's culture and translate it in that manner. But point is he wants those blessings with him, right? And all these things come through Jesus, right? All those things come through Jesus, just like everything came out of Jesus, right? And what I mean by that is that when you think about when we pray, and at the end of prayer, and we talked about this in the episodes on how to pray, and at the end we say, and we pray all these things through Jesus' name, amen, right? And it's through him that we have access to God because he is our mediator. Um, God is our mediator, right? And it says in First Timothy sec, uh, chapter 2, verse 5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and, man, and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus. And those things come um, because we have, we have access from him, right? Um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, it says, For through him we both have access to the Father and uh, by one to the Father by one spirit. And in context, this talks about the Jew and Gentile, that there's no there's no longer a separation of the two. That that, that we now have Jesus for that. Now again, Jesus has always been there. Um, Jesus is the Word, right? Everything was created through the Word, and everything goes through the Word. So to kind of understand this is when you think about um, the creation of the earth. Now we're going to read a few verses when it comes to that. So John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? So this clearly shows that the Word was the beginning, and He was God. Right? So if Jesus is the Word, and, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, that means that God and Jesus are the same. And everything was the beginning. Everything was created through him. John 1.10. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. 1 Corinthians 8.6. Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom are all things and we existed for him. And one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things and we exist through him. Colossians 1.16 For by him all things were created, both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have, have been created through him and for him, him being Jesus. Hebrews 1.2 In the last day has spoken to us his son, who he appointed heir of all, heir of all things, through whom also he made the world so everything was created through jesus right and jesus even says this himself in john 14 verse 6 jesus answered i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me so everything was created through him and no one comes to the father except through him 
Okay. And that's where we go back to the whole, you know, mediator thing, right? So he is the one that bounds us together with our father, Abba. And all these blessings come, come through him because we're obedient to his word, all these blessings, right? So this is an encouragement to all of you that it is better to go after his ways. I know that in TV and everywhere and a lot of land, we see all these people that don't follow him and have, you know, success and, and riches and all these other things. But that's pretty superficial, right? I mean, I hope that we're not, that's not the things that interest us. And those people are full of problems and drama and all kinds of horrible things. You couldn't pay me enough money to have their life. Sorry, you can have it. I'd rather walk with him in righteousness and humbleness. I'd rather have my, what people would think, a very simple life where I, you know, go to work, you know, do my 10 hours, get off work, and then I come home and then I put another hat on and, you know, I, you know, do regular things like regular people. You know, I cut my grass. I have spent time with my family. I, you know, do volunteering work. I spend time with friends. I go exercise, watch a game. That's a pretty good life to me. I know that social media makes it seem like you need to be traveling around the world, creating all kinds of different businesses and all things like that. There's nothing wrong with those things. But if, if you don't have God in your life and you don't, you're not putting in first, then those things that may appear like they're a blessing, they may be a curse. That's why they say, you know, be careful what you pray for. So, if you haven't taken the step to follow him because you think it's hard, it's not. In the flesh, it's difficult. But in the spirit, it's not. So, how do you get there? Accept him in, in, in your life. And the way you do that is not just by saying words is by going after his ways, by doing the things he tells you to do, by following his commandments, by reading the scriptures, by having a relationship with him, which is more important. And so, well, Carlos, I do most of the things that, that the Bible says. I, I don't cheat. I don't kill. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't murder. I don't, you know, and I don't do bad things. Well, great. That's a great first step. I didn't do those things either. But there's other things that I didn't realize that I was doing that were not good. And I didn't know what they were until I started reading the scriptures. And even Paul says that he's like, um, I don't know. I don't know the verse at the top of my head, but he says, um, I did not know what, what was to covet until, until the, until the word, until the scriptures, until the instructions told me what it was to covet. And that's interesting because I don't think, some of us may not know in depth, like what is to covet, because it's not just a physical piece of it, right? It's, it's what's in your heart and in your mind as well. So, you know, come receive the blessings of God; they're good, okay. And in your time of trouble, you'll 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 notice that even more. There'll be less time of troubles because you're walking in righteousness. And in his blessings. Alright guys. Hope that was a um, 
an uplifting message, and I hope that that encourages you to have a relationship with him and go after his ways. And uh, hey, one step at a time, you know. Just um, start reading his word, start reading the scriptures, and you know, just bask in in the joyness of 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 what it is to be in his and the peace that can only come through him. All right, guys. See you next time.